2: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and I am coming at you live as a part of the Locker Room app. This is the new agreement that SB Nation and our podcast platforms have with the Locker Room app. I know I've been pumping this up on other shows, and I sincerely apologize for all those people out there that might be, you know, wanting to join me and talk about the Steelers and, and things like that. But in reality, the hope is that the locker room app doesn't just stay with iOS users, but becomes more of a Android and maybe even a a desktop version. So everyone can tune in. Everyone can talk because this is what my goal has always been to have my mailbag segment, which is always on my Wednesday podcast be live and interactive where I can have callers on. You can ask me questions. You can debate me. You can say whatever you want. That's my ultimate goal here. And I got to be honest. I'm excited for just to have some people on the show but I decided that I'm not going to neglect those ride-or-die crew members uh, that are you know, with me always and talking about the Steelers because they're people that often want to, to get their questions answered. And so because of that, I want to bring some of their questions into the mix as we wait for some people to join us here on Locker Room. Uh, and so we're going to talk about some of these questions that I got. If you want to know where to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. Follow me on Twitter, and you can, every Tuesday around midday, I'll put out the question, hey, who has questions for this about the Steelers? And I always get a great response from my my team. And you all didn't disappoint uh, as well. So if we get some people joining in here, uh, I see some people funneling in now. um, On Locker Room, you can always request to speak, and then I will mix you in with some of the questions that I'm getting from Twitter. So make sure you join us in that capacity. So Ben, longtime listener of the show, says, Jeff, since I don't have iOS, I'll be tweeting instead of being on the Locker Room app. But my question to you is, what do you think about moving Edmonds, he's talking about Terrell Edmonds, to inside linebacker? I, I saw a video about making that move, and it actually made some sense, since Edmonds plays pretty well in the box. Uh, you know, there's, this has been a talking point for the Steelers for a long time. This has been a situation where a lot of people have thought that Terrell Edmonds, who's a bigger-bodied safety, uh, he's definitely a tackler. He's not known for his success in space. He's not a guy that is like a Fitzpatrick that – you want to put him in space, give him a chance to roam, he's going to make plays. He's more of a box safety. With that said, I don't think moving him to inside linebacker fits the Steelers' scheme at all. Remember, for every Batman, you need a Robin. For every Troy Polamalu, you need a Ryan Clark. And in this case, you, with Minka Fitzpatrick, you need a Terrell Edmonds. If Terrell Edmonds has done anything since coming into the NFL, he's been reliable, he has been durable. And those two things are really, really important. And so Terrell Edmonds going down to inside linebacker, I'm just not keen on that. Now, you know, I'll tell you who could, and I would be happy with that, is they recently uh, drafted this player last year, and that's Antoine Brooks Jr. He's a bigger-bodied safety. He plays the line of scrimmage very well, good tackler. I think he would actually be a really, really good uh, option to move if you're moving a safety into the box. I don't think you move Terrell Edmonds at this point in time. Let's go to the next question. How many draft picks do we end the draft with? Brian Haynes asked that question. He has hashtag RyderDirectory. Thank you, Brian. You know, honestly, they have nine, I believe. I think they're going to make at least one trade. I predicted this last year, too, and they didn't trade any. So I'm going to go ahead and say I think they'll finish with eight. I think they'll end up trading away one pick. Maybe it's later in the rounds, and they'll say, you know, hey, we'll trade you this pick to move back or to move up. If they want a specific lineman or whatever the case may be in terms of position. That's fine. But I, I'll i say eight. That's my guess. Lori says, realistically, what percentage of players going into free agency do you think the Steelers will be able to keep? And who would you say is a must sign player? Hashtag writer, die, It's interesting that you say that Lori. Um, for me, I'm going to say that, Geez, percentage of players they're going to keep, I think it's going to be very low. I think it's going to be very, very low how the percentage of players they're going to be able to keep. I think that it's a situation where they just can't afford to make these moves. And, you know, you said, and who would you say is a must sign? I'd say it's between Hilton and Sutton. And that's what I've always said. I've always thought it was between Hilton and Sutton as the guys that you really want to have back. If, for instance, if you lose Tyson Alawalu, if you lose Alejandro Villanueva, you should still be able to make do. But ultimately, I think that, you know, that's what I'm thinking. So free agents, if you want a number, percentage, it's going to be probably like 20% if that, if that, percentage that they keep. So take that for what it's worth. Must sign, guys. It's either Hilton or Sutton or both. I know that Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, a senior writer, used to cover the Steelers today, said that he thought that Hilton's going to price himself out of Pittsburgh. And you're going to have situations where uh, – you're going to only probably be able to sign Cam Sutton, so keep that in mind. I see some people joining us live in locker room. Thank you very much for joining us. If you want to talk, just go ahead and request to speak, and I'll throw you in the mix. Right now, I'm going through Twitter questions that I have on my Twitter feed. You can follow me at Twitter. It's the same as my locker room uh, handle, and that's at j hartman H-E-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. And so if you all want to talk, to put in a speaker request, I'd be glad to have you on to answer your questions live. Here we go. Nick Clark. What's up, Nick? How's it going?
3: It's going really great. Nice to talk to you, Jeff. Big uh, big fan. Listen to you guys all the time. Thanks, man. What's your question? So my question is kind of about um, the quarterback position, um, mostly about Josh Dobbs and Dwayne Haskins. Okay. I keep hearing a lot about, um, about Canada's offense and how that kind of uses quarterbacks that are a little more mobile. And I'm wondering, like, you know, maybe the reason that they brought in Dwayne Haskins is because maybe they'll do like what they, what uh, the Colts did with Jacoby Brissett in terms of like, you know, having him come in a couple plays a game to run some sort of, you know, RPO play or something like that, just to give a little more juice to the offense.
2: Yeah, I could see that. Now Joshua Dobbs is an unrestricted free agent. So the Steelers would have to go out and sign him. Uh, but, you know, Dwayne Haskins, like you mentioned, he is a mobile quarterback and a lot of people, myself included, look at, you know, Matt Canada style of offense, which I thought that the best offense he ran was actually at NC state. Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback. Jalen Samuels was his H back type player. I thought that was his best offense and he had great offenses in other locales as well. But I think a quarterback, you're not going to see a full transition into the Matt Canada system right away. You're going to see, especially when, and I say, when, uh, Ben Roethlisberger returns that they're not going to be able to do everything that Matt Canada necessarily wants to do they're going to have to ease it in and I think that that's going to be a good thing for a lot of people they have to get the personnel right but you know what the the one thing that we talked about this last week here on locker room is I think Dwayne Haskins has some potential and fits really well into Matt Canada's scheme and maybe he would be a guy that's not a part-time player, like you mentioned, with Brissett and the Colts, but maybe he's someone that could eventually be the long-term answer. I don't know. What do you think about that?
3: Yeah, I, I, I agree. Well, especially because he's a – he will Will he be a restricted free agent next year? Or isn't there, like, some yes. deal that we can, like, put some sort of tender on him?
2: Yes, he'll be a restricted free agent after 2021, in which case the Steelers could put any type of tender on him, and then it kind of protects him a little bit, but they would get compensation if someone else wanted to get him. So, yeah, you're right. right. He's a restricted free
3: agent. So, so isn't he kind of like the only quarterback we would ha- we like would have on the roster next year, then, right? Because everyone else is... Yeah. Well, not next year, but yeah. after next
2: year. Right, because um, Mason, Mason Rudolph is going to be a free agent after 2021. We assume Roethlisberger is not going to play after 2021.
3: And like you said, that's it. Right. Um, but the reason I bring up Josh Dobbs is because I wonder, you know, because they are taking such a low flyer on Haskins, it doesn't, you know, show a lot of confidence. That's why I was thinking maybe... If they didn't see what they liked with Haskins, they would re-sign Josh Jobs to do something kind of like that. Or do you think neither of those guys would be a big answer? And I don't know. Like I feel like if they, I don't think that they're going to address quarterback in the draft. If I'm being honest, I think they're probably going to go with something like, O-line or maybe like D-tackle, because um, that's something that I'm concerned about. Especially if we lose Tyson Alualu, yeah, then we have like Bugs, and I don't know how much confidence I have had, at him starting especially if we lose Mike Hilton Hilton too because if we lose Mike Hilton and Alu Alu I mean I just remember the games that that we were missing both of them last year and that was like a bad run game bad run d yeah absolutely so um when it comes to the
2: quarterback situation it's it's tough it's it's murky waters you just don't know who's out there Dobbs I think he reminds me of kind of like Byron Leftwich I think he's gonna be a great coach Byron Leftwich just won a Super Bowl obviously I just don't know if he's the answer or a answer for the Steelers, a quarterback. I agree with you. I don't think the Steelers are going to take a quarterback in the draft. It's going to be, in my opinion, boom or bust. They're either going to trade up, be aggressive and get a guy, or they're going to sit back. And unless someone falls to them, well, then they're just going to take what they have. So I think they have other needs. The offensive line is paramount for me, but, um, Yeah, so Nick, thanks for uh, chiming in. You can stay on the call. And if you have another question, uh, send in a request. I appreciate it. Anyone else that's in the uh, chat that wants to talk, just send in a speaker speaker request. In the meantime, I'm going to head over to Twitter and answer another question. So WB Ken says, What should the Steelers do with their defensive backs? Cut Hayden or Nelson? Sign Sutton or Hilton or both? Look, there's a lot of talk about Joe Hayden being a cap casualty. I've talked about this before on multiple podcasts, and it is a... it's a a reality. You know, Joe Hayden is an aging player, not saying he's not good, not saying he's not capable, but he's an aging player. And he is also a player that in my opinion is just, has this a ridiculous salary cap hit. And when you look at the Steelers and their situation with the salary cap, what it is, it's just, it's just not that great. And so I think that ultimately with the defensive backs for the Steelers, I'm looking at You keep the could you keep all four? And this is an article that ran on Tuesday afternoon by Dave Schofield, co editor of behindthesteelcurtain.com. And he asked that question. He asked that very question Can you keep all four of your cornerbacks and not completely shatter the salary gap? And I think ultimately, when you look at it, the answer is no. I don't think you can. If I were guessing, I'd say keep Hayden and Nelson if you can. If you want to extend Hayden, to give give you some flexibility, I'm all for that. I don't think Hilton's going to be sticking around. I think they might be able to keep Sutton. You just don't want to lose both of those guys. I'll say, I've will say i said it before, I'll say it again. You just don't want to lose both Hilton and Sutton. That could be a disaster for the Steelers heading into the 2021 season. So as people chime in on Locker Room, make sure you just get, send in a speaker request. If you want to ask a question, I'd be glad to talk to you. Let's go back to Twitter, though. Paul asks, as I can't get the Locker Room app yet, I hope Locker Room's listening to this. I've got a lot of my followers that would be here every single time I went live. They'd be asking questions. We'd be having good debate, and we'd be getting Q&A going. It would be great. But because it's not an Android, it's just not happening. So let's hope that they get that done. But he says, uh, here's my question. And what do you see a higher probability of this being Mike Tomlin's last season as the Steelers coach? Number one, if we miss the playoffs, or number two, if we exit in the first round against a weaker team, and this is according to him on paper. He uses hashtag ride or die crew. Thank you, Paul. So um, in my opinion, I think that the higher probability of this being Mike Tomlin's last season as a coach is, oh, that's tough. That's a really good question. As I keep reading it, I keep on changing my answer. I keep on thinking that if they miss the playoffs or if they exit – I think that, honestly, both are a really bad situation for Tomlin either way. So, in other words, if, if they were to miss the playoffs, that would be bad. If they make the postseason and don't win, they haven't won a playoff game since 2016 against the Dolphins at Heinz Field. So, if that happens, I think he's, he, I think he's already in hot water, personally. I think that the water gets a little bit hotter, and all of a sudden his seat gets a little bit hotter. So, we'll see uh, how that pans out and what that looks like coming up. You know, Mike Tomlin's a great coach, and I I just want to make this statement. I think that Mike Tomlin, everyone wants to get rid of the guy, and I understand the frustrations. I do say all the time that I think a lot of people forget uh, what Bill Cowher was like before he won the Super Bowl. A lot of people thought that Bill Cowher was washed up, that he was done. There's no way they're going to get that, get it done, and never going to win that one for the thumb. That was the thing with Cowher. He got to all those AFC Championship games and was never able to win the big one. And so with Tomlin, he's had his deficiencies as well. Won, won a lot of games in the regular season. you know. Some will say, well, he's had a quarterback and Roethlisberger the whole time. I just want to tell people that if you're going to get rid of Mike Tomlin, who are you going to get that's better? Think about it. Who are you going to get that's going to be better than Mike Tomlin? Sean McVay's don't grow on trees. Not that a lot of people would want him. Boy, he's making moves that make you question a lot of things about him out in la so we'll see we'll see all right
0: hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun
3: Let's
2: get Nick back. back. He has another question. What's up,
3: Nick? Go ahead. Hey, so I actually had a question uh, about what you were just talking about, about Mike Tomlin. Okay. Um, I'm actually a, a really big Tomlin fan. I think he does a great job, but I do hear a lot of people, you know, kind of talk. Um, and I, I guess I'm asking your opinion, but then also bring up a counterpoint to what you were just saying. Like a lot of people, when they trash him, I hear them say like, I feel like Mike Tomlin doesn't bring a lot to the team. Like, he doesn't, like, make really good play calling. You know, our clock management can be questionable at times. And sometimes our adjustments, especially at half, don't seem to be all that, you know, impeccable. Um, And and when I hear people make that criticism, I'm like, man, like, they're kind of right. Sometimes that stuff is a little lacking. But obviously, I think you can't discount his success. So I guess my question is, what would you say to someone who says that he doesn't bring a lot to the team? And then, for an example, you know, I think that there's a lot of questions around Eric Bieniemy as a future head coach. I think mean, there's a reason that teams have not been bringing him in as a head coach. He keeps getting interviews, but he's not getting the job, and I think there's probably a reason for that. But what would you say if someone said, hey, we should go get Bieniemy and get rid of uh, Tomlin? Uh, well, I guess you'd ask why. Like, why would you go get Bieniemy and get rid of Tomlin? Look, Tomlin's
2: a, a coach. He's one of the few, and th- Nick, thank you very much for the uh, question. He's one of the few coaches that is doesn't have his say in everything so he's not the defensive coordinator he's not the play caller on offense think about you know andy reed is typically the play caller in kansas city so when you're looking at all that I i just think that again if you're gonna bring someone then who are you gonna bring in? all right so let's bring ace ace Steele. what's up how's it going hello ace what's up this is jeff hartman what's your question
4: um oh yes questions. um oh, I thought he was just coming up but uh honestly who do you have them um who do you think that's taking the first round I think I know I think, who, who I, do you, I, think I, I know who, who I know who do have. you think He's your guy uh, I mean I won't say I have a, a, a set guy but I definitely I definitely don't believe in taking running back super high anymore. I like I know that's yeah. still in football, you know, you get a hard hitting you know, hard running you know, running back, running through people, running through tack- you know what I'm saying, running through tackles, all of that. But I just don't I don't think that's necessarily the time the the times of the NFL anymore, man. Like I, I think you I think you prioritize uh offensive line and a, and and a scheme before you prioritize getting a running back and paying him all that money and you know, you know what I'm saying? Like even yeah. though let- very what was very important to us, you know, stuff like that. I do think, I, I do think you you build that O line up first because, honestly, when the O line was at at a decent at a pretty decent, you know, spot, Connor looked all pro, all whatever. Yeah. You feel me? And the defense, line. and and it, and it didn't take a step back. Yeah, it didn't take a step back. You know, but when that line was starting to fade away, and this year that line wasn't that great it did not it did not turn out so well so i honestly think you 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 you, you should get it you should go you should get a tackle you should go tackle like you should go you know o lineman period
2: like I, I agree with you Ace, 100% i think the offensive line is a necessity i think it's paramount amongst the steelers team needs going into 2021 here's my question though the, the tackle class is really deep I mean, they've it got is. some really it good it They've got some, And so I don't think they're going to have to trade up to get a good quality tackle. You won't. You won't, you won't. have to. But yes. they're centers. We, 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 we good at, we're good at drafting. We're good at drafting. But the centers are such a disappointing group for me. And yeah. it's, it, it, I, There's people that have the Steelers mocked with Landon Dickerson from Alabama. I don't think you have to take him in the first round because I think he'll be there in the second. I think he might even be there in the third. He's got injury it's creed issues. or nothing. It's Creed or nothing, you? It's Creed, it's Creed Humphrey or nothing. The more it's I mean. look, the more I agree with you. The more I look, the more I agree with you. Because you know, I, I'm just not sold on the injury history. It's not good with Humphrey. I think Creed's a better prospect, but again, I still don't even think he's a first round guy. So he's not. you get your you get your tackle in the first round. Yeah, second round, go after <laughs> your center. But wait, <laughs> but let me ask you this, Ace: Do they get a running back, and if so, what round?
4: Um. Uh, um, you get a running back. You get. I feel like mm, it's how you look at it. It's, it's how you look at it, man. Because we have we. The thing with this team is, is like we we have like look. Um, we have, we have like a decent. We have decent. We have Dawson, right? That's a, that's yep. a decent card. Yeah, I think absolutely. It's be really good. Um, we have we have receivers. Now I think a spot that's really that's really not you know being talked about right now that we kind of need, even though like some younger players like I heard the Pierre guy could take a step up, the Lane guy could take a step up. I think you look at corner because they could they could be looking to cut Joe Hayden not because he sucks but because of the cap, the cap space. Yep, they could be yep. cut Joe Hayden or or Nelson. So I feel like you look at corner, you look at running back. Now I think you can take you can you can get Javante Williams second round or you can get. Calvin Hill, third round, and, and in that second round, you decide to pick, you know, either cornerback or you go O line again. You go O line, cornerback or running back again. You feel me? You don't. You don't. Once again, you do not take that running back first round. If they take Najee Harris, bro, I'm gonna be so. I just, <laughs> I, just I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know why teams think this is the 70s, the 80s. I don't know why they think like I. I don't get the point. Like when the Giants took Saquon number two. If I was Giants fan, I would have been furious. Like, even though Darnold has not become what people thought he was going to become, I think that's also not his fault. I think that's that horde that future online in the in the, you know, the the less than
2: desirable wide receiver talent. You feel me? I yeah, absolutely, Ace. I think you're spot on. I think there's no need for the Steelers to go and get a running back in the first round. Not with, and thanks for uh, popping up. I appreciate it. Um, I, I think also when you look at the fact that. I asked this question on one of my other shows. I said, can any running back, like if you think about the, the best running back in the NFL right now, could they run behind the Steelers' offensive line in 2020? So whoever you thought that was, whether it's Kamara, whether it's McCaffrey when he's healthy, whether it's Saquon if he's healthy, whether it's Elliott if he's healthy, all these if he's healthy, Nick Chubb, you could go on and on. And to me, the, the answer to that is no. I, I don't think so because to me this offensive line was built for one thing, it was built to block for Le'Veon Bell. They were told we're gonna we're not a people moving offensive line. We are an offensive line that is going to come out. We're gonna hold you up. We're gonna move you just a bit. We're gonna let Le'Veon pick his spots, and then we're gonna get after it. And since Le'Veon Bell's left, the Steelers running game has not been the same. and And we did have Connor for one year, where he was a Pro Bowler, looked really really good. Uh, but he's he's just wasn't the same back that. That offensive line is used to blocking for. And so it's, it's an issue. If the Steelers want to, not just this year, but in future years, they have to be able to run the football better. That does not mean that they have to be the league's leading rushing team like the Baltimore Ravens have been. Doesn't mean that at all. What I'm saying is that for me, they have to be able to be balanced. They have to be able to keep it balanced. So we got some more people uh, chiming in. Nick with another question. What's up, Nick?
3: Hey, Jeff. Um, my question is um how would you feel about the Steelers trading back like in the first round selecting yeah, rather than selecting someone in the first round, what if they traded for like a second and third round pick or a second and fourth round pick and then they yeah. would give them, you know, a couple more picks in these later rounds. I don't know. I guess my thought process is it would uh, I mean I don't know. What do you? Yeah, I guess. What do you think of that?
2: No, it's it's good. Thanks for uh, asking that question. I appreciate it. So when you're looking at the Steelers, and uh, I, you know, it's just a situation where uh, it, you trade back. That's fine. Like you trade back. That's fine. But it, what what we just what I was just talking with Ace about is a really good spot. You know, you think about like Javante Williams maybe there in the second. You still would have some good tackles in the second. Your centers will probably still be there in the second. And so I think what you want to avoid is you want to avoid the Artie Burns pick. You want to avoid the um, uh, shoot, Terrell Edmonds pick, where it just seemed like they were reaching for that one position. And it was a reach. Now, let's keep in mind here, folks, that you have to have two to tango when it comes to a trade. You cannot just say, oh, but it'd be great if they trade back. They have You have to have someone that wants to get back into that first round because there's a prospect that they really, really want. And so you'd have to figure out, okay, which team is that? Who are they? What are they going to give up? So you're saying you're giving up the 24 for like a, a second and a fourth?
3: I'd make that move. Absolutely.
2: Nick, you got something else? Okay. Go for it.
3: So I guess a follow-up question. What do you think would be more likely, the Steelers trading up or the Steelers trading back? More likely? Yeah.
2: I think personally that it's uh, – I think that it's it's going to be more likely that they trade up than trade back because I think that if there's a prospect, whether it's a tackle or a quarterback maybe, then I think that they have a better shot of going up and getting them. They've shown that they're willing to go up and get them based on the fact that you look at Devin Bush, they traded up to get him. They're not scared of doing that. It just has to be the right prospect. So I appreciate that, Nick, as always. And if anyone else is on live, We've got a nice little room here so far. If you want to talk, just put in a speaker request, and I'll get you on as soon as possible. Let's go back to Twitter, though, for a few seconds. And then it says, is there a role for Derek Watt in Canada's offense? Um, I honestly don't know. I mean, how can anyone know? I don't know what Matt Canada likes to do with a fullback. I will tell you this, that if they're going to cut Derek Watt because of a salary cap issue, I don't want to get another fullback. Give me a tight end that can block in the backfield, and I'll be just fine. I don't need uh, another fullback. Now, that doesn't mean – and let's keep in mind – People want to knock the fact that Derek Watt didn't get used that much last season. Well, they didn't run the ball under – Ben Roethlisberger was hardly under center last season, just like he has in the last two years that he's played. He, he just hasn't. He's been in the shotgun. He doesn't like to be under center. Well, you don't run a fullback typically out of shotgun, really, ever. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. So keep that in mind. Amendez, thanks for the question. Coach Travis on Twitter, he says, is Zach Gentry – Ready to be the blocking tight end next year? If not, what's the Steelers' plan to replace McDonald? I feel like this is a position that nobody's talking about. Earlier we had a caller on locker, the locker room app who said, no one's talking about cornerback. For me, though, I don't think a lot of people are talking about tight end. So you have Zach Gentry, Kevin Rader, Eric Ebron. That's it. I mean, is that, is that it? Is that what they're going to roll into next season? And are they going to go into next season with that trio? I don't know if I'm okay with that. Now, I do know that Eric Ebron, in my opinion, and a lot of people are iffy on Ebron. They don't like him, his behavior off the field sometimes. They're not a big fan of him dropping passes, obviously. But I think that with Eric Ebron, he's still the athletic pass catcher you want. You need that Matt's faith. I've been saying it for years. Give me that guy that can go out and block so that you can run an extra tight end and not have to use a tackle. That's what I'd like to see. Maybe they'll get one. I don't think they're going to get a high. like one of the top tight ends in the the draft. I'd be shocked if they did that. But I do think they add to tight end uh, for sure. Um, Anyone that just joined us, I know my boy Brad just chimed in. If you want to talk, hit a speaker request. I'll get you up here, let you talk a little bit. In the meantime, good question from Zibs on Twitter. He says, since today is Ben's birthday, and this was obviously recorded on Tuesday, He said, since today is Ben's birthday, which is for you his most memorable game or play? Whew. That's tough. His most the most memorable game or play. For some reason, the game that sticks out to the most to me, that's not well, let's eliminate playoffs and Super Bowls. Okay, let's eliminate those just because I think that's too that's cherry-picking. For me, the greatest game was a game against the Green Bay Packers. At Heinz Field, shoot, I think this was probably around 2010, maybe. Went down to the last second. He and Aaron Rodgers were just dueling, just dealing in that game, and it was a last-second touchdown pass to Mike Wallace in the corner of the end zone to win the game. Roethlisberger threw for over, I know he threw for over four. I don't know if he got over five or not in that game, but it was. It was so memorable for me. I don't know why I remember that game so much, but that was just a tremendous game. Uh, In terms of plays, I would have to go with Ben Roethlisberger's most memorable plays. And here's another play that a lot of people wouldn't point to, and this points to the toughness of Roethlisberger. It was a play at M&T Bank Stadium against the Baltimore Ravens. He's about to get sacked. I think it was Ray Lewis or Suggs. is just all over him, and he cannot take a sack at that point in the game. He can't take a sack. He pushes his arm away, gets away, and shovels the ball across the line of scrimmage for an incomplete pass. That kind of typified Ben Roethlisberger to me. He's as tough as nails. He's going to stand up to anybody. Those two come to mind. All right, let's get another question here on Twitter until we get someone that wants to talk on locker room. Just go ahead and put a speaker request in. Appreciate it. Rich says, how do you feel about a second-round quarterback in the draft? Uh, you know, I'm going to be writing a, a, a Kyle Trask prospect report tomorrow for the website stillcurtain.com. It's where I go in and look at film. I put breakdowns in there for you. And it kind of lets you, the reader, just kind of figure things out. So you, the reader, are like, okay, is Trask worth it? There's a lot of people that have Trask actually mocked to the Steelers. I'm not sure that that's anything that I would be interested in. I'm not so sure. Like To me, and this is what's crazy, Mac Jones has just skyrocketed up the draft boards. I had he and Trask pretty similar heading into the the offseason. And then for some reason, maybe it's because Mac Jones went down to Mobile for the Senior Bowl and he played well down there and he turned some heads. I don't know. But I'll tell you this, that for me, it's I don't see much of a difference. We'll put it that way. I don't see much of a difference. Let's go to the last question here. John Rollison says, since I don't have iOS, I hope you're listening, Locker Room App. Get it fixed. Get these people in there. You'll, you'll want them. Trust me. They're good people. He said, uh, I'll just ask you here. Are you glad that J.J. Watt didn't sign with the Steelers? I'm glad because we didn't need him for that price. Hashtag rider die crew. Thank you, John. I am glad that the Steelers didn't end up with J.J. Watt. It would have been a great story, and it would have been all over every single platform and ESPN and all this stuff. It would have been everywhere. But for me, I look at it, and I was just like, "Did they really need J.J. Watt? And to me, I think the answer is no. And then the second part of it was, is there any way that they're actually going to get him at a price that they can afford? And again, I think that's no. And that's what it proved. Arizona gave him a deal that was way more guaranteed money than the Steelers ever would. So let's get another uh, caller up here. Jacob. What's up, Jacob? How's it going? Jacob Webster, you there, my man? Now you're muted. Here we go. And he's gone. Jacob's gone. Just like that. Boom. Let me see if I can get it back up here real quick. Nope. All right. Hey, anyone else on locker room that wants to speak? Let me know before we wrap up the show.
3: I hope that everyone up. Oh,
2: here we go, Nick. What's up, Nick?
3: Hey, hey, Jeff. Um, I I actually just have a question for you because I don't know. Could you tr- can you trade like players on draft day? I feel like that's, like if you are allowed to, I feel like that's just something I don't see very often. But are you allowed to do that? I I do believe that you are allowed to trade players on draft day. Um, Most of
2: the time, those players are traded prior to. Uh, There will be a deal done where they move. But there have been players that have been moved in the draft before, for sure. So, um, yeah, it's not out of the –
3: go ahead. um, I guess my follow-up question then is, do you think you could see a situation where – well, because I keep hearing that there's going to be – there's supposed to be a pretty big run on quarterbacks, which is going to make – a lot of other positions, you know, better players slide down the draft. Yeah. So I guess what I'm wondering is, do you think that there's a possibility that the Steelers could, if someone slides, trade up and use a player with a large contract? So rather than just releasing them and having to deal with that dead money, do you think that they could, you know, trade like a Vince Williams or a Joe Hayden to another team to help them move up and secure a prospect that they really like? It's a possibility. It all
2: comes down to the terms of their contract. Because you have to remember, and I talked about this on my podcast on Monday, my Let's Ride podcast, was that any, every team, a lot of NFL teams are going to be cap-strapped. And so well, you, if you bring in a Joe Hayden, you're going to have to inherit some of his contract, and that can be too much of a price tag. And so that can also deter people from ever wanting that player in a, in a trade. So for me, it's a possibility. The Steelers, I'm sure are going to look at every single avenue. They're going to try to figure out what can they do. Who can they move? If they want to move up for a process. Like you talked about uh, being having a run on quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, it, Mel Kuyper's 2.0 mock draft, I'm not a Mel Kuyper fan, but he had five quarterbacks taken in the top ten. I personally don't see that happening. Um, he had Mac Jones going, I think, eighth to Carolina. That just seems like a lot. So for me... That's where I stand with that. But, no, you can add uh, players for sure, Nick. Thank you again for the question. Oh, Nick wanted to come on again. Hold on. Let me get him up here. There we go. Um, What's up, Nick? Sorry to cut you off.
3: No, you're fine. Um, My next question would be, uh, like, let's say there is a, a, you know, a huge run on quarterbacks and tackles. Um, And, obviously, you know, I at least don't see any of the centers really being a 1st round prospect. In fact, I, I don't know how confident I would be in any of them starting day one. I feel like the best thing to do for that would be to sign a free agent and bring them up, but that's not the point. Um So let's say there's a huge run on tackles and a huge run on um, quarterbacks pushing a lot of prospects, you know, good prospects back further in the draft. Um, and you got to pick, you know, one position that, that your favorite guy would slide to 24. What position would you want to, to see a really good player slide if you got to pick. It could be offense or defense. Yeah, it's tough. I'm one of the
2: few people that if they were to say they're taking an athletic, freak of an athlete, defensive player, like a linebacker, I'd be 100% okay with it. I'd say let's do it. You know, I mean, some people are talking about, I think it's Xavier or Zayven Collins from Tulsa. He's one of those freaks of nature that can play inside and outside. He can run sideline to sideline. He's a tremendous athlete. Give me a guy like that in the first round when all those other play players, like the tackles that you mentioned and the quarterbacks, are off the board. If you're going to better your defense, look, they're going to need to have a super defense if they want to win, and they're going to need to shore that up. So with Bud Dupree out, you want some more athleticism next to Devin Bush. Everyone thought that you know Ulysses Gilbert the third might have been that guy, but. I think he's he's injury-prone. His back has been an issue the last two seasons. So um, for me, if they take a linebacker inside or outside, I'd be okay with it. People would be furious, but I'd be okay with it for sure. Thanks, Nick.
3: No problem. Okay.
2: okay, anyone else want to talk, go ahead and put in a speaker request. Otherwise, we're going to be calling it a show here soon. I appreciate everyone for tuning in. This is the first time that I've done the mailbag Fresh from start to finish, throwing in some Twitter questions from my following on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Twitter, go to at jhartman, J-H-A-R-T-M-A-N, underscore P-I-T. And then it's the same handle on the Locker Room app. So if you are a Locker Room app user, meaning you are an iOS user, then by all means, remember, I'm going to be doing this show live every Tuesday night. The time might fluctuate. Check my Twitter feed. Check the website, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com so that you always are in the know with everything that's happening with my podcast. Make sure you check out all of our podcasts on the Behind the Steel Curtain platform. Go to wherever you get your podcasts, search Steelers, or Behind the Steel Curtain. Follow us. You can check out the audio of this uh, live locker room room uh, tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. Just search Let's Ride. That's my show. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. As I always finish out all my shows, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great day, everyone. Go Steelers.